This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Can I play with him? Can I win with him? Can I go with him? Can't do it. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. What's up, Clock Dodgers? What up, CDF? Week two is said and done. Fantasy football week two. Hopefully you guys won more than you lost. I had a slightly down week in comparison to week one, which I was on fire. So, you know, I, I pulled off the money league wins, which were which were the most important, of course. But uh, overall, I did all right. Not too bad, not too good. But I hope you guys did for the most part really well, especially in the leagues that you maybe had money invested into it or some some serious bragging rights. Um, so I hope you guys did good in those leagues. If you're looking, let me let me. Let me clear this up out the gate. If you're looking for a game-by-game breakdown, then you're on the wrong podcast, my friend. Plenty of podcasts will provide you with that type of content, but we will not. Clock Dodgers isn't here to be like the rest. So we will break down week two a little bit, but we'll do it Clock Dodgers style. Um, What I want to do is come straight out the gate on this one with uh, my surprise player of the week. So we all have players that you know, we anticipate either a down week from them or we, we expect uh, a really good week. And we're never really sure. Of course, we can't predict with 100% accuracy what's going to happen. But there's just certain guys when you consider all the variables, the matchup, uh, how things are going just on their team in general and, and everything, you know, you, you start thinking about everything and you think about certain guys that you feel really good about. So um, when, when I say surprise player of the week, it could be someone who I, who I, you know, didn't expect to do as great as they did. Um, it could be someone who um, did way worse than I thought they would do. I, I always like you guys when we, when I do these kind of things on the podcast that, you know, you hit me up at clock Dodgers on Twitter and, and, and send me players that, you know, were your surprise player of the week. And I can, and I can retweet some of those out there. We can talk about them. I just, I just like to hear what you guys have to say on that, um, on certain, certain topics here. I like you guys to get involved if you don't mind. So hit me up on Twitter and, uh, you know, let me know what you think. My surprise player of the week is Sam Bradford right now. You're like, what? <laughs> like he didn't even play this week. And that's exactly the thing. Like, I'm heavily invested in digs, right? And I mean, when I say heavily invested, I mean like literally every single league I think I have except like two. Um, I had no idea how bad I would miss Sam. I had no idea how bad Sam Bradford would break my heart in week two. Sam Bradford, as you know, didn't play in week two due to an injury. Sam, you fucked up a lot of my teams, man. I can't lie. I still rolled with Diggs. I still felt good about him. I said, you know what? It's he, he, He's that good. 
He can supersede Bradford. How good is Bradford really? You know, that's what I was thinking. How good could he really be? How, how, how much of a difference can he really make? Diggs is amazing. And I'll be damned. Diggs ain't do shit for me. So Bradford being out was enormous to many of my fantasy teams, and it sucked. So get better soon, Bradford. Like right now, type of soon. I don't know what I don't know what the deal is, man. But I'm just hoping you play. I hope you, you know, get bounce back better in week three than ever because I got digs in a lot of teams, man. And I don't feel like having to sit the guy. So hopefully you can get out there, Sammy boy. Uh, but he's my surprise player of the week. And again, I I really wanted to use Sam Bradford because again, guys who don't play can impact other players on your team. And that's really important. Sometimes people don't think about that. You know, if a quarterback's out or a certain running back's out or an offensive tackle's out, uh, just little things like that can affect your player who is, you know, in a totally different position. So you guys always got to consider that. For a second week in a row, we felt the full force, speaking of injuries, of what these players put on the line every time that ball is snapped. The injuries piled up again in week two. Again, on top of the injuries that we had, you know, for the players that fell victim in week one, um, a few injuries this week, you know, that may that may linger. Um, some may leave us hanging a little bit again, like Odell Beckham's did sort of where we don't know exactly what to expect uh, for week three. And then, you you know, I get so many questions on Twitter like, um, oh, you know, Odell Beckham, um, should I play him? Should I risk it and, and, you know, not play somebody else or should I play somebody else and 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 not wait for Odell Beckham just in case? Like, I know it's tough. You know, th- those situations are tough. And especially with the, a Monday night game, you really have to, uh, you know, it's kind of a gut call. You know, you don't want to really depend on somebody else to make that call for you. It's one of those things, like I mentioned with the, uh, with the David Johnson situation where you want to make that call because you don't want to regret it later. Um, whether you want to be the guy who, who plays it safe and, and, and doesn't play that player and doesn't wait and see if he plays. Um, and, or if you're the one who wants to go, you know, balls to the wall, you know, and get risky and just, uh, just, just run that player out there and, and hope, you know, don't cover it, but just hope that he plays. That's fine too. Either way. Salute. To Joe Thomas, offensive tackle for the Browns, is 10,062 straight snaps. As we talk about week in and week out, these players getting injured, someone tore their ACL, someone got a concussion, someone did this, someone did that. I mean, do you understand, like, to, 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 to make, to, this dude has never missed a snap in his entire career. It's just absurd to imagine this. Like, literally anything can knock you out of a game, right? Even a personal matter, like having a baby, something like that maybe knocks you out of a game. Uh, You hurt your toe, your finger, a concussion on one play where they want to check you on the sidelines and just make sure you're all right that you didn't get a concussion. Like, this dude never has missed a snap in his entire career. That's just crazy. Salute that, young man, because that is crazy. That's just nuts. That's, That's crazy. I mean, for every guy who did miss snaps, it brings to life another player that we didn't expect to see much of, right? Or we didn't expect to see in a big way. Buck Allen, Chris Carson, J.J. Nelson. Um, You know, it's worth mentioning that not every guy who fills in for these injured players um, is going to be worth starting, right? Um, I think a lot of times people fall into that where they're like, well, such and such is out, so this guy is going to take his um, targets, and he's going to have to be great. Well, that's not the case. It's not, it's not always that way. It can easily go sideways for you. But, you know, it's 
more often than not, it's probably worth the shot, you know, um, depending on, you know, the depth of your league, uh, and, and all, all kinds of factors. We, we, we know that there's so many factors involved that there may be many players on your waiver wire that's worth adding. So, um, you know, that injured fill-in may not be as valuable. Or sometimes you're in a league where there's nothing but crumbs, you know, in the waiver wire, and that guy is is huge to your team. So you want to get that waiver priority or put a lot of your uh, fab budget down on them. If you have specific questions, though, that pertain to your league and, you know, like who you should add or who you should trade. Hit, hit me up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Clint Dodgers. Hit me up. Uh, you could DM me or just message me, however you want to do it. Um, that, that way I can give you a more direct, you know, direct focused answer. I can sit here and just kind of list players and suggest players. Um, I know a lot of people do that and, and, and it can be helpful, but I just feel like it, it usually only helps certain people. Because of the variables, the league sizes, um, the depth of the league, the kind of league it is, the scoring in the league, there's so many different things that affect whether you know you want to add that a certain guy or not. So if you want to hit me up on Twitter at Clock Dodgers, I can give you a more direct answer. Uh, I want to help and connect you know with as many people as I can. So that's the easiest way to do it. It's plain and simple. That's the easiest way to connect with me. You can also email me clockdodgers at gmail.com if you prefer that. But the you know Twitter is just the easiest way. You don't want to overreact. You don't want to trade um, a really valuable guy who started off slow for like nothing. You also don't want to overreact and drop guys who started off slow and pick up a waiver wire guy who just balled out for a week or two that, you know, nobody's seen coming necessarily. So there's, there's there, you know, there's different things, but I'm a little nervous about some guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's time, you know, to come clean. Let's just be real about it. Um, overreaction aside, you know, after two weeks, I just have some guys that are making me a little nervous. At QB, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I'm one of the guys who expected him to come out the gates firing uh, to prove that he's worth that contract that he wants. Um, he's got all these weapons. It was just hard to see, you know, a way where he wouldn't come out and have and have a great season. So right now we're starting off a little slow. I'm not in total panic mode because, like I said, the weapons are there. We've seen him do it last year. Uh, so I'm not in total panic mode, but I just I'm a little concerned, right? Um, DeMarco Murray, running back, another guy who I'm a little concerned about. Not as concerned again because I've seen him do it. We've seen him do it countless times over and over. We know that offense um, is set up for him to do it. The offensive line is fantastic. Um, so it's not really a concern in that sense. But what I'm what I'm even more worried about too is DeMarco is a uh, Derrick Henry. Now I know some people. I know the coach and everybody even came out and said, you know, we like to have two starting running backs, and you know it's going to be matchup dependent. Mm, I hear you. I hear you, but I get a little concerned. DeMarco Murray's a little older, gets beat up a little easier probably. Derrick Henry's here, young, strong, crushing it whenever he gets a chance. Yeah, you know, it gives you a little pause for concern. And I, and I and I've seen the questions start to pick up a little bit whether people should trade DeMarco Murray, whether you should trade for DeMarco Murray, whether you should, you know, what you should do with them. And again, I'm going to say hold. Hold for now. Don't overreact. If you can get them super cheap in a trade, I, I would go for it. Definitely would go for it. My wide receiver, I'm actually going to double down. I'm going to double down on Redskins. I'm a little concerned with Pryor. Not to mention if you have Pryor, if you have Crowder. You're worried about both of them probably. But I'm a little worried about Pryor because, you know, he came to a new team. Things are a little different. And he's uh, started off a little cold. Again, I know the offense has started off cold for the most part. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I, I love his skills. Um, I, I love his story. 
So I, I'm not giving up on him. Again, this is a chance. If you have someone in your league who's overreacting, these are guys that you can target. If you can get them for cheap, it's worth it. If you're going to pay top dollar or you know market price coming into the season, I wouldn't do it yet. But um, if you can get them for cheaper, this is your chance. These are the guys where you I, I'm telling you not to overreact. But take it, take advantage of the overreactors. <laughs> They're out there. Don't let them, don't let them slip by. Take advantage of those overreactors. Honestly, though, seriously, um, there there were players that many people were worried about before the season, right? <laughs> there were many players that um, we had on our, you know, I won't draft this guy list. I won't touch this guy if you know if it was a twelfth round, he was still there. You know who you are. You know, we all did it. We all did it. And there's players who um, I personally feel like, you know, you just don't have to worry about. You know, I I just gave you three guys I am a little concerned about. I'm not panicking on, right? But but I'm a little concerned. There's guys who we were concerned about, and they're starting to tell us that we shouldn't be, right? I mean, before the season started, you were worried about a guy like C.J. Anderson, you didn't know what he was going to do. You didn't know if he was going to stay healthy. You didn't know if they were going to have any of these other uh, these other running backs take his job. You, you didn't know. But I think you can stop worrying about C.J. Anderson. He looks good. He did his thing. He's doing good. He looks strong out there. Stop worrying about how much the Pats will use Gillisley. We've seen it two weeks in a row. Will they change things a little bit here and there? Sure they will. Will they tweak things a little bit? Sure they will. But you drafted him. You got good value. He's scoring touchdowns. He's getting carries. Stop worrying about how they're going to use him. Don't concern yourself with how long it's going to take Martavis Bryant to shake the rust off. He already has. He already has. So if you're someone who drafted him late in, in with the idea of trading him because you're not a fan, here's your chance. If you're someone who drafted him late, or targeted him in a trade or off the waivers. He's finally he, he's he's already where you know where you want him to be. Don't have to worry. There's no more waiting. Martavis Bryant is back. Don't worry about the Falcons offensive players now that Shanahan is head coach of the 49ers. You were worried, right? Someone listening was worried. You didn't know what Devonta Freeman would do. You didn't know how, you know, how they would use the running backs. You weren't sure what was going to happen with the offense because Shanahan was such a mastermind. Good players are going to be good. It's just the way it is. So don't worry about Freeman. He's going to be great. Tevin Coleman's going to be serviceable. It's not going to change. Julio is Julio. And the other guys, you know, you can use them as fill-ins, bye weeks, flexes. They're going to have their games. It's it's status. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it just is what it is. Shanahan's gone and they're still good. C.J. Anderson, Gillisley, Martavis Bryant, the Falcons offense, stop worrying, guys. We're good. See? So there's some you can stop worrying about, and there's some you should start worrying about. <laughs> you just got to find that balance. You got to find it. And either way, you don't overreact. Because overreacting is what's get you, what gets you in trouble. If you, if you drafted guys that you were worried about, or if you drafted well, or if you do the waivers well, or if you trade well, you never have to panic. You always have to think a step ahead. Always. It's also safe at this point to mention that we already have teams in the league, um, you know, defenses that 
you for sure want to start your players against. Whatever team is playing the Jets, start your players. Start them. When teams are playing against the Browns or the Bears, start your players. No question to me, if your team is playing those teams, if your team is playing the Saints, let it rip. I know we don't like to focus on matchups too much. Some people are are against the idea of focusing on matchups. But, I mean, come on. It's hard hard to deny that when your team plays some of these guys that some players are going to go off. Some are going to go off. And you're going to get those points, baby. Can't ignore matchups. You can't put 100% stock into it, but you can't ignore it. I have some players that most people probably won't recommend to you that I believe in, though, this week. And you should, too. At quarterback, I like Deshaun Watson. Before you boo me off the stage here, guys, calm down. My thing with Deshaun Watson is this. People after after he started last week in week two said he does he still doesn't look good. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's not good enough. But in most leagues, he got you like 17 fantasy points. That's not half bad for a guy that you didn't think was too good. That you didn't think looked that great. He was dealing with injuries on the offense. He's got guys coming back healthy. He's got his first start under his belt. It should only really get better. Theoretically speaking, it should only really get better, right? Hypothetically speaking, however you want to look at it, however you want to look at it, he should get better. He's a running quarterback. We've seen guys like Tyrod Taylor benefit with their legs in an offense that maybe doesn't have the most playmakers, isn't super amazing, but Watson has those. He has playmakers too. At running back, I like Jalen Rashard. No, no, it's not a Raiders-Homer thing. If you watched the Raiders game last week, and I know, I know it was the Jets, but Rashard flashed the things that he flashed last season with the playmaking ability. He's one of those guys where literally one touch can go 50 yards for a touchdown. One carry can go 50 yards for a touchdown. One catch out of the backfield can go 50 yards for a touchdown. I know any player, again, theoretically, can do that. But Richard is prone to it, it seems like, almost. I don't want to say prone because it's not like he's doing it every game. Um, but, again, I'm not mad at this player's matchup this week. Um, I like his chances of doing it. Um, again, it's not something you want to expect every week. But I'm just saying that that opportunity is there. So if you're in a bind, if you've lost – we've lost a lot of players to injuries, guys. You have to be realistic about this. And my last guy is wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin. Again, he has his naysayers. He has his, his – his, uh, his fans, his, his, his out haters, I guess you can call them. He has people who don't root for him, right? Who don't like him, who don't like his ability. But the Panthers lost Greg Olson. He's going to be out for eight weeks or something maybe. They, he's a big target. Cam Newton's got to go somewhere with the ball. Again, that offense can only go up. It's not going to get worse. Benjamin is another guy. He gets some touchdowns for you, some big catches. But Olsen out, they need a big target. I like Benjamin. Deshaun Watson, Jalen Richard, Benjamin, three players that I like. I believe in this week, and so should you. Don't let the haters knock you off your pivot. All right? You guys got me on that one? You follow me? Let's go. I do want to remind everybody, waivers and trades. Don't underestimate or undervalue these things. See, season after season, league winners are the guys who stayed active who chased players, who, who, who never let up with this stuff. Um, 
if one of my things is like some some leagues you're in and you got you know all kinds of stuff going on you got message boards and group chats and apps that you guys are using to you know to to, to discuss things back and forth and the you know to, to do to do all this stuff and then you got leagues i mean this is 2017 there, there's no excuse for your league not to have some kind of chat or some kind of group message going on i mean there's like three trillion apps that do it if you're just gonna be a passive league it's not gonna be as fun i mean I, you know if someone's gonna win money at the end or, or whatever it is but when someone makes you an offer counter offer it that's one of those things that just kind of i feel like people aren't capitalizing on think about this if someone's making you an offer and i'm not and i'm not talking about offers that are totally ridiculous i'm talking about you know an offer where you see you know somebody's coming after a player that maybe or or think about the position they're looking for even right there's got to there's a there's a chance here when someone makes an offer to you um again if it's not something ridiculous there's something there for you um to, to, to to try to make something happen for your team this is your chance to counter with maybe a player you're not as strong on, but at that same position that they're looking for, um, or a chance for you to target one of the players on their team that you really like, that maybe hasn't popped off yet, but you're thinking ahead, or that is hot, but maybe they don't really care, and they think they're going to fizzle out. If you just decline trades and move on, it's, I don't know, for me, it's like, I don't know why you're playing fantasy football. I don't know what the point is. Just to set up a lineup each week? Eh, Seems kind of boring to me. I, I can find a lot of other things to do in my time if I'm just going to click, 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 and, and move on. You know, it's just kind of not for me. You know, it's not for me. But kudos to you guys if you've been, uh, you know, getting those offers, you've been countering, you've been out there moving waiver picks and stuff. It's just the way it is. It's just a way to win. This was a quick one, guys. I got a bunch of other episodes coming for you guys. I got more coming this week. Uh, for fantasy football and other stuff as well. Um, shout out to everyone on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Fantasy Life app, and everyone who's been rocking with us since day one. If you've been here since day one, I love you. If this is your day one, I still love you. It doesn't change the game, baby. Don't forget to visit cloudodgers.com for more unique content. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already subscribed and you're just listening, you're just streaming, subscribe to it. You get the latest conversations, uh, the latest advice as soon as it's released. Understand that, especially for those who are, who are doing fantasy football, um, we, we do other kinds of podcasts, you know, guests that have nothing to do with fantasy football, uh, which which is what makes Call of Duty unique, right? But if you're listening for the fantasy content specifically, we know this is a very time-sensitive game. When it comes to waivers, when it comes to trades, when it comes to injuries, um, we're on top of all that. So if you want this information as soon as it comes out, whether it's from me, whether it's from the special guest that we have on, whether it's just whatever's going on in the conversation, even if you just want to laugh, be the first to it. If you subscribe, you get it quick. Um, otherwise, you got to wait till someone drops a link in your face and says, hey, listen to this. You're missing something fantastic. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for joining me. As always, thanks for being the best family someone could ask for. CDF, as always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.